with the boss lady, the person in charge, Tina Floyd, joins us. The Oklahoma City Spark are here. Tina, congratulations. Can you can you take us through the process? And, and what led to make you decide this was something that uh, you and, and your husband and your family wanted to invest in? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on this morning. Um, so many emotions going through right now. It's fantastic. But um, why, why not? I mean, Oklahoma City is the capital of, of sport, of softball. So what? there's not a better place, in, in my opinion. Um, and, and to start through the process, it was just, we, we're very invested in moving women forward in, in whatever endeavor they have. And, and and you know this just through some other connections. Softball is, is near and dear to my heart as well as my husband's. And it was just a, a no-brainer for us. If this opportunity came, let's go. Let's have this in Oklahoma City and, and move this sport forward. You touched on it a little bit right there, but if you can just <laughs> maybe expound on that point about what Oklahoma City, what Norman, this community, what it has meant to the softball world. It feels like just the perfect fit professionally for a softball city, but why did it make perfect sense in your mind? Well, we're a very community-driven family, first of all. We've been, we're native Oklahomans. We've been here our whole life. And, and just to watch the progression through even you know OU uh, softball, that, that's amazing what Coach Gasso has done. And other, you know, there's plenty of other teams locally around that are doing the same thing. But just to see that growth and to see what there is for young, you know, little girls, what the passion is there uh, moving forward. And then these athletes are elite. And why should it stop at the college level? You know, I want to see these women go on and compete at a professional level and, and have that opportunity. So that's what we're trying to provide. Tina Floyd is our guest. The Oklahoma City Spark are here. Congratulations, Tina. From your perspective, what was it about the WPF? And this is where we get to brag about the great Lauren Chamberlain a little bit, I would imagine. But what was it about the WPF <laughs> that, uh, that really sold you? What was it about this league? Well, you, you hit the nail on the head right there. It's, it's Lauren Chamberlain for, for me and, and us moving forward. She's a fantastic representative of the sport. She's moved the sport so far in, in such a short amount of time. But when she and I started these talks on the WPF, um, it was just an opportunity to pay these women also what they deserve and get them on a national stage. So she and I just quickly became friends and just, it was just a good fit. I, I want to have a platform for these ladies to to get what they deserve, let's say. We've been waiting and hoping and rooting for this explosion of professional softball. We see the interest. We see the love. We see the growth here in the collegiate ranks. What gives you the confidence that you're going to be a part of something in the WPF that is going to be transcendent for the sport of softball and really for for women's athletics? Sure. Well, just if you look at the numbers of, of viewership, even just on, on the College World Series for women, it's there. People want to see it. People these, they, these women are being recognized as fierce competitors, as fierce athletes. So I think with those numbers moving forward and then having a commissioner in Lauren Chamberlain, that's a, that's a great duo right there. And uh, moving it forward, Oklahoma City, add that to the mix. 
I feel like we have all the ammunition to move forward and just take this where it needs to go. Tina, Tina Floyd's our guest, OKC Spark. All right, let's let's get a couple of, I guess you could say, issues just to better understand where we're heading. Uh, okay. Is there going to be an official home of the Spark? Are you going to play out of Norman? Are you going to play out of OKC? What's what's kind of the plan on the future home for this franchise? Well, both of those two are, are a huge option for us right now. Uh, the, the WPS had two teams this year, their inaugural season, and they kind of went on that. They played at different places uh, around the country, not just their home. So we will probably continue with that mindset a little bit and, and take the show on the road, as you'd say, and go to towns and cities where um, everybody can come out and, and, and see these, these female athletes. Uh, definitely speaking with um, playing at Norman, playing at Oklahoma City, and different locations around the state for our home games. I think the Oklahoma Sparks sets you up. I-, I love the name. I think it sets you up for some really cool logos and branding opportunities. How did you come up with the name? I mean, what what is the genesis of the Oklahoma Spark? <laughs> well, I cannot take credit for that. That is a, a brainchild of the Lauren Chamberlain for sure. Um, and it just kind of came to her. And, and when she, when she and I began this process, it was like, it just stuck with it. So it was like, you go off and I hate to, I want to say this, go you, ahead. Know, you have the sun, you have the thunder, you have energy. We kind of have that vibe going in Oklahoma. And so when she and I spoke on it, it and then we sent it over to our buddies at old hat creative and they took off with it, and that's what we have. And I couldn't be happier or prouder of it. It's so exciting, too, because you think about the WPF, and this means you'll have an opportunity to watch Jocelyn Allo play. You'll have an opportunity to see players like Mary Iacopo play. Obviously, it's important because Lowe is there, and Lowe is involved, and she's the commissioner of this league. But, Tina, I would imagine it's, it's pretty exciting, too, whenever you have players like Jocelyn and like Mary that fans are familiar with, and they'll be able to see you on a professional level, too. Absolutely. Uh, if I could have had any of those females right now playing in Oklahoma, that would have been ideal. Uh, and, and there's so many more just nationwide that are wanting to come play for the WPF. So I, I would look for us to build a strong competitive team. You know, we will have a draft again um, late in 2023, and there are some phenomenal female athletes coming out of um, the collegiate world next year that we hope to snatch up and get on our team. I know you've shared a lot of this with us, but if you had maybe a State of the Union moment <laughs> to the Oklahoma City fans or the, the Norman fans, Oklahoma fans, what do you want fans to know about this team? I want them to know that we are um, community-driven. We want to give back to the community. I want little girls to come out and see their their idols. I, I stood in line with my daughter when she was young, to probably two hours to get one picture with Jenny Finch, and she remembers that moment forever. I want that for young little young females in the sport that are moving up to have that moment and us to be able to give back to the community. Those are two huge things for us uh, moving forward. And I will. I want to stick by those values and 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 have those as our driving force. All right. So Tina, before we let you go, obviously there's a lot of things in the future. Well, ticket sales, team building, things of that nature. And we're going to talk a lot between now and then. I would hope for and imagine. But what's the <laughs> best way for people that want some early information? Where can we send them? Where can they learn more about what the Sparks going to be all about? And maybe even start getting involved with with gear and merchandise as soon as they can. Yes, we launched this morning. 
So uh, the website is okcspark.com. And then on Twitter and Instagram, it's okcity. So it's O-K-C-I-T-Y Spark. And we have merch ready to oh. go. Oh, hey, I like this. <laughs> it's already, I love the logo. I love the idea. Obviously, I love softball. So uh, I'm, I'm all about this. Tina, congratulations. I'm so happy for. Uh, your family. I'm so happy for the WPF, and I'm so excited for Oklahoma softball fans because this is going to be a great thing. I appreciate you taking time on this big day to talk about it. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and we'll we'll catch up soon again. Can't wait. Congratulations. Right. Thanks, Tina. Thank you. Okay, um, bye-bye. Bye. Let's go. Wait. Is it really going to rain here this week? I mean, is it really going to happen? Who is this new weather guy that I've watched 8,000 times this morning? Do you know? Is that Jed Castle? Ye- no, I don't uh, know who it is, but I'm that not sounds good. right, maybe. I'm not good on the weather guys here in town. I know David Payne and that's and, and then Damon Lane, and I only know that because I only know that because they rhyme and then I would get mad because Damon Lane had the billboard that was like, we're Norman's weather authority. And they never have Norman on their map whenever they're talking about them. Uh, uh, that's funny. But yeah, look at that. Look at Friday. Oh my gosh. We might do the show outside on Friday. It I, says 85 degrees outside. Yeah, I think we have to. Dude, so I was, whenever I was getting off my plane in. <laughs> I love that they have that cold front. It's 185, baby. They, the people that were getting off the flight. In Denver, we're like, man, it's going to be a scorcher here for the next couple of days. It's like 85, 86. And I literally wanted to be the guy that turned around. I was like, enjoy scorching there. Yeah, 105 is a high tomorrow. My gosh. Future rainfall, uh, an 18th of an inch. All right, we'll take it. Yeah, does that mean good. I can? Does that mean I can lay down some grass seed on Thursday night and try to get back some of my yard? Yeah, I Jed? would. If I was you, I would just take those sprinklers inside. You won't need those. <laughs> How exciting is that for the future of softball in Oklahoma City, or just professional softball? It's huge. It's huge, and I do think the appetite in Norman, in Oklahoma City, in the great state of Oklahoma, I think it's there for professional softball, and I think that. You know, the Jocelyn Allos of the world dating back, you know, previously to Lauren Chamberlain, to Keelani Ricketts, all these different stars that we've seen come through Oklahoma to have an avenue somewhere where they can play professionally right here, right here at home. And fans can still see them mm-hmm. after OU and, you know, extending this out after Oklahoma State, right? I think that. There is that market there. I do too. And I think it's great. I think it's terrific that it's coming to Oklahoma City. It's a no-brainer for the women's professional fast-pitch league. They needed a team in Oklahoma City. They've got a team in Oklahoma City. You're going to get so much fan support and such a great so atmosphere, especially if Oklahoma girls get drafted by Oklahoma oh, yeah. Party. That's just going to go nuts. For I you. love the hoodie that I have tweeted out on my personal account. Josh needs a hoodie, Tina, is basically what we're saying right now. But I'd also like to officially campaign for the quarter zip to, okay. to be added to the merchandise packaging over there. I think I think you'll see much more grow. They don't even have the official visor. It's out yet I, love, I love the color. The plank the show visor. Idea. Wait, did I say the Viper? I'm sorry, the Spark. My whole life is running together in one magical moment. That's going to be one of their rivals. You know, one, one thing she did say, 
that I, th- I think we need to, and I need to, I prop Lauren needs to come in here and sit down and, and talk with us one day for professional softball. Share her just, vision. Right. Because this year it was really, it was kind of cool what they've done. I won't lie to you. They, what is going on with Tyreek Hill? Sorry, what is this? <laughs> I don't know. How expensive do you think those sunglasses were? Well, he's inside. Why do people wear sunglasses inside? I've never understood it. He's probably, you know, I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not getting distracted by what's on TV right now. Probably doesn't want you to see his eyes, I guess. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And the nose ring? Anyway, not here to judge fashion. Man, I miss Tyreek already. What they did was take it to very softball-hungry places, right? So... You, for instance, they had the the only the only game I got to call was a game up in Topeka, so they would travel to Topeka. They play in Florida, which is easy because that's where the pride is located, and they've traveled, you know, around and they've played in areas that are pretty softball hungry, and it's at a good time. So it's it's really, it's really been well done. I just I want to see it continue to grow and expand. So how about this? Go okay. ahead, Oklahoma City. Because we're getting back to Big Ten after this. Oklahoma City's a no duh no brainer for the WPF. Give me a short list. Let's let's do this. Give me okay. your top 5 to 10 softball cities. Softball markets. I would I would say you you know, I would have to I'm going to tap out here for just a second. I would have to do some research because there are like for instance, I did not know about Kokomo, Indiana and the softball facilities and the passion they had in that area. Like, we took the All-Star game there for the Alliance this week, and it was crazy. And they put the um, they, they, they put all of their championships for, I want to say, the, the 18 and under division. They put them all there in Kokomo, Indiana. So I, I, think, I, I think an area like that would be interesting. Josh, I think you have to have some representation in Southern California. Yeah, in some capacity, right? right. And I'm just thinking – they're not I, – I, It's a bad sports town. You can say it. Go ahead. Well, I don't know if – like Los Angeles <laughs> – And I love L.A. Los Angeles and New York City and Chicago probably don't make sense for the sport of softball in the sense that, look, Oklahoma City is a softball city. It's crazed with OU, right? But you probably need some representation in the three biggest markets nationally, right? Right. You need a team in – in New York City, in Los Angeles, in Chicago. I, I just that's the no brainer, right? You need your top markets represented. I would say see, there's a part of me there's a part of me that wonders how it would work in like the Pacific Northwest too. And then you stop and you pause like and then travel is considered. As someone who just traveled, it sucks. But you also want to try to keep it somewhat regional. This isn't a this isn't a college football conference realignment conversation where you just have a a hundred billion dollar contract for the big t- from ESPN or Fox, and you just yeah we'll we'll have a team in England and we'll have one in Scotland and what no, no you got about Mexico City that's a big global market let's put one down there. there but you know you got to be kind of smart but I I do think there's areas that we don't talk about a lot that are very passionate you know I this this past week I was blessed enough to spend some time around some stars of softball, right? And one of them was uh, Bailey Klingler. And you forget, my gosh, they they pack them in for those Washington home games. So maybe something in Seattle. the Seattle area. But but again, I, 
I think that's the sky's the limit. I don't think that there is a you need a team in this market, right? And I think you look to it. I was thinking of this. Boy, a lot of time sitting on planes this weekend, peeps. You've been thinking a lot. A lot. What if you look at something where you don't necessarily partner, but you know where there's a USFL team where they're trying to generate some energy and maybe a feel near there where you think, all right, you know, St. Louis. St. Louis is a big soccer community, but it's a growing softball community too. You know, maybe maybe there's a facility there. They've got a double A. I'm sorry, a, a negative double A. They've got like below A ball baseball team that plays in a small town in Illinois. It's a great facility. You just I. I think there's a lot of – what I'm trying to spit out and say is I don't think there's markets where you say, got to be there. I think there's a lot of, boy, this would be really nice too. Maybe. Yeah, and people that are you know, sitting and thinking about this kind of stuff probably have a lot of different ideas of what directions they could go or and, markets that would be intriguing. And, and I think – here's the other thing. I, don't, I wonder how many games they'll actually play in, in Oklahoma City, right? Because like I said, they were, they were a travel – they were a road show this year. And there'll be games in Florida, there'll be games here, there'll be games every I mean, it's just we'll see. I'm, what I'm is the excited. vision for a complete schedule? Right. How, how many games? These are all questions that I think that we'll see answered over the next couple of months. I mean, I look, I think you want with this team, you want a solid amount of games in Oklahoma City and Norman. Right. And you want to be able to make money off your investment, right? Um that big battle of Phoenix. Those Arizona schools are good at softball. And again, yeah, that's a I, good point. I'm looking, too, at what the community does for softball, right? Oklahoma City's a slam dunk. Oklahoma City's a slam dunk. Well, and that's why you listing off those top markets, it doesn't necessarily make sense. I can't think of the – I can't think of the – yeah, you're right. But I can't think of the town in Florida where the Pride are located. But the facility it, – it's just outside of Orlando – but, I mean, that's a slam dunk because of the passion and the facilities they have. Houston might be a slam dunk. You know, there's the, the Houston. Well, and that's a top five market. Is it v- Vieira, Florida? Yeah. Pride? Yes. How do you know all this? Mr. Google. Just, oh, okay. Other I like, Mr. Google. I, I didn't know you had enough time to Google that one. That's well done. Connor. You could have just said it was your girlfriend's sister. And <laughs> By the way, speaking of that, so how can I connect the dots to find out? So your girlfriend's sister lives in New Mexico. Is your girlfriend in New Mexico? So she played at Oklahoma Christian for three years. I don't know how that went down, why she wanted to come play softball in Oklahoma from Artesia, New, New Mexico. Mex- so your girlfriend is from Artesia, New Mexico. Yep. You guys met because she went to school. Okay. Her family's still up in Artesia. Huh. Hey, and a former Sooner quarterback from Artesia, New Mexico. Is that where Landry's from? Landry, yep. All-time leading passer in Oklahoma Sooner football history. Never gets the respect he deserves. Number one in our hearts, though. Uh, Kendall says, I think Tulsa could support a pro softball team. Well, I think this – it's Oklahoma City spark, but I think Tina's vision would be – well. I'm not going to try to say what Tina's vision is, but who's to say that you wouldn't have games played in Tulsa? Sure. And really, you're you're hoping that the this whole... is a team for the state. Right, exactly. And that's why I said earlier that th- this team, I mean, there's support beyond just Oklahoma softball. There's support beyond just Oklahoma State softball. This is an avenue potentially for these stars to have a place to play professionally after OU and Oklahoma State. I mean, we, because it's the home of Sooner fans here, and, oh, by the way, Oklahoma's won a couple of national championships in a row, and it looks like they're well-positioned to win a third in a row. Let's not dismiss what Oklahoma State softball has done and has become under Kenny Gajewski 
and the type of fan support that they have. So your hope is that this can be a place where all of these fans get together, kind of like the Thunder has been, right? Yeah, exactly. And it unites Oklahoma and exactly. Oklahoma State fans, and boom, here you go, can, team for the state. Do you know what? I Speaking of being on a plane too much and thinking about time, uh, I I was one of my airport conversations that I had at at the <laughs> I say it, it was at the Oklahoma City bar. <laughs> I mean, literally, it was we we're just sitting there because we're waiting on a flight that is delayed because of weather from two days ago, apparently. But I'm mm-hmm. still not bitter about it. Uh, we were talking the the conversation of an arena for the Thunder came up and the desire for a new arena. And these these two gentlemen were not all in on wanting to see their taxes increased or anything <laughs> of that you. nature. Yeah. They were they were very fired up. We had a few mass conversations that were pretty intense too. But uh the man looked at me and said, Hey, um why wouldn't another city try to build an arena? And I was like, Well they 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 have. And I was like, you know, Vegas has an arena. Seattle's building a new arena or has built a new arena for the Kraken. You know, there's there's they're out there. And he's like, no, no, no. Why wouldn't like Tulsa? It's like, what? He goes, or, or why wouldn't, you know, does it have to be in downtown Oklahoma City? I'm like, well, no. no. No, if you uh, don't want the team to stay in OKC, it doesn't. Right. Um, well, I, not necessarily. I mean, look at how many professional sports footballs stadium. Or, I sound like the winner. What does what the Open Championship get? Uh, what's the, the name? The champion golfer of the, the year. What pre, golf of professionals? But I mean, now basketball arenas are mostly in downtown. You don't have basketball arenas that are like in Santa Clara where the Niners play. Yeah, but I I hadn't really thought of it that way. Now listen, the beat BOK is getting up there a little bit, but I don't. So think- their thought process is maybe we can tax someone else. Ding, ding, ding. Why can't we get Walitka to build a stadium or yeah. Wewoka? But I hadn't really thought of it, and not to try to segue to another topic uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but I just I just don't know, Josh, if anywhere outside of downtown Oklahoma City would work. Well, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, you technically only have two options, Oklahoma City and Tulsa, if you're talking about big, <laughs> big cities. Our like well, and, listeners are very mad at you right now. And I don't Connor. think Tulsa's an option. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's that? I don't think Tulsa's an option. I mean, it doesn't. you totally rebrand things if you do that. The Oklahoma Thunder. <laughs> there you go. See, that was – I'm not going to lie to you. Many many of y'all that have hung with us since the days they, they came down here, I, whenever Clay Bennett came in studio, that was the first question I asked him. Like, why not Oklahoma Thunder? Because it's an Oklahoma City team. I'm like, but we're all in this together. Because we are all in this together. I mean, it's just, I I don't know. It's it's going to be built in Oklahoma City, or they're not going to be in Oklahoma City. That's I right. Yeah, the they're going to relocate if it's they'll not. They'll be gone. But anyway, that's another, as USC Brian likes to say, that's another story for another day. And so, on that subject. Go ahead. How are we feeling about up in some taxes in Norman, Oklahoma, and getting the new arena built here. Do we have that on the docket again yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um, well, it could be a multi-purpose arena. <laughs> you know, we can bring uh, – hey, speaking of things that I've randomly watched, I did watch Winning Time on the on the airplane, the first four episodes. Not really something I can let my son or my daughter sit down and watch with me to tell them about the history of the Lakers. You haven't watched this yet, right? 
No, it's okay. uh, HBO Max. It's the Lakers thing. Yeah, kind of have dramatization. You, have right? you I, tri- I tried start. I couldn't really get into that. It was just as a, as a, I, no. I'm not going to lie to you. There was a lot of fast forwarding that took place in watching this because. I don't care about Pat Riley's backstory. I mean, I look at him now. I'm like, yeah, there's no way this dude was tear- burning down his entire house in order just to prove a point. But I, I, I yeah. need to watch it because the fact that it upset Jerry West and Magic Johnson as much as it did makes me feel like probably it's worth watching. Dude, oh, it upset Magic Johnson too. I, I think so. Yeah, I can understand why on both. <laughs> I can understand if I was Jerry West, I would be. I literally. All Jerry West does is yell and cuss and drink, drink booze, and, and, right? and get angry the whole time. <laughs> I mean, they made him a drunk, they, right? They, yes. Yes, they made him a drunk. They, they made Jerry Buss a rock star, which he was. But anyway, back on point here. I just, it's wild to me to think about just that, that unbridled belief and that passion that we have that nothing's going to happen and no one's going anywhere. And then lo and behold, the next thing you know, you look up and your team's gone. Yeah. The Lakers were in that situation until Jerry Buss bought them. I mean, it's just that's the reality of what you see now. It's like, oh, I'm sure there was people that during that time, ah, the Sonics will never leave and the the uh, Browns will never leave. you got to put your hand up. By the way, I watched draft day on the play. See, here's, here's the thing is you and I are sitting here on the radio airwaves talking about this and, hey, yeah. This is the future of the arena, and you, you want to get this done. We're talking to sports fans, but the f- <laughs> folks that are going to vote for this thing, a lot of them, they don't necessarily care about sports. Nah, not at and all. They don't really understand that if you don't get this arena built and passed, guess what? Thunder's going to be gone, right? I mean, that is the nature of professional sports. Either the arena gets built or it's deuces. All right, we got a break. When we come back, we'll hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Boy, Kevin Warren is not being shy about the future of the Big Ten. Has he been asked some expansion notes as well? Yeah, no, nothing in specifics Did anybody, to what he wants to do. Did anybody ask him how it felt to be a cold-faced killer and a liar? <laughs> I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. Not necessarily in that phrasing. But I don't think I've seen it phrased like that. Uh, but we'll get into it next in the Home of Sooner fans. Well, a couple of things have jumped out from Kevin Warren's meeting with the media. First of all, regarding potential future conference expansion, as we welcome you back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref, right here on The Ref in Oklahoma City, on 94.7 FM. By the way, I started the blog. I've done a couple of, of entries, and I didn't write last week because I was in travel hell. But I'm going to – because I think next Tuesday is going to be OU Media Day. I, th- I don't know if it's been released yet, but I'm starting to get some buzz at next Tuesday. might be OU Media Day. So I'll have a primer for that and a few thoughts from, from the road to get to. That's uh, cool. I love that we have a platform for you to be able to – Write and blog a little bit. Yeah, thank you to. If DC. you need a professional managing editor, some help with your work, please. I think what's wrong is if I ask anyone else to help me out, they'll see how terrible of a writer I am, uh, and that is relegated now to. Oh gosh, who's our who's our managing editor for Boyd Street? I, I um, Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah. yeah, And only Lindsay is allowed to know how terrible of a writer I am, so you can't. Well, maybe you just need a sense of this stuff over to her. Um, Kevin Warren said that future conference expansion, quote, 
It may in our on-conference expansion, quote, it may include future expansion, but it will be done for the right reasons at the right times. Um, that's very vague. <coughs> Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Is it Notre Dame and Notre Dame only? No, I don't think so. What do you guys think of my theory? But I do think they're going to give it a couple of years trying to convince Notre Dame. And probably Kevin Warren will be very opposed right now to expanding the playoffs to try and keep that full-court press uh-huh. on Notre Dame. So you think he's opposed to it? I mean, I would imagine yes, I okay. think so. Kevin Warren on playoff expansion. Quote, I'm 100% supportive of college football playoff ah, expansion. Dang it. <laughs> what is the right number? We'll figure it out. He says he's confident that they will reach resolution on that issue. Now, if playoff expansion is great, but is a number up to eight enough to where Notre Dame would feel pressed to go to a play? No, no. no they, they, they would be comfortable with eight. If it expands, period, right. I, I think that they're in good shape. UCLA and USC will get a full revenue share right away. Which would been had been one thing that has happened in the past. Where I think when TCU and West Virginia joined the league, they didn't get a full revenue no. share right away. What what's uh? Do we know Oklahoma and Texas are they getting full revenue? That is shares? my understanding. Right from day one, that they're getting full revenue shares. Ah, let's just let's just not even play here this season. Let's go right now. Big Ten. Uh, more Kevin Warren, by the way, Big Ten commissioner. It's Big Ten Media Days today. We've heard from Kevin Warren. We're just recapping this real quick. I'll share some audio when it becomes available, but um. Media rights, which is a big story. Media rights, we've been working on those. We have great opportunities. We are finalizing our deals. We know that Fox is still going to be the bell cow, right? Fox is going to have big noon kicks centered around the biggest Big Ten matchup every single week. Um, I, I don't know if the the Big 12 or the Pac-12 is going to be. I don't. I would guarantee Fox is out on the Pac-12 because they took what they wanted for the Pac-12. They took USC and UCLA. I, I don't know. I have not heard much about Fox and the Big Twelve. Have and that's a you know, that's gonna be a very interesting relationship going forward because you would think Fox would want a flanker to the Big Ten, right? Where it's not just the Big Ten, but you know, they also have the Big Ten network. So we know it's gonna be Fox, but Josh, who's gonna be that second entity? Is it still gonna be ESPN? Is it going to be CBS, who loses the SEC? Is it going to be NBC? NBC could be, right? I mean, we kind of already started hearing a little bit of the rumblings for that from Dennis Dodd that, okay, Notre Dame tossed out that $75 million figure annually, which we'll see about all of that with NBC, whether or not they say, all right, green light, full steam ahead, or if they balk at that request a little bit. But the other part of that equation was – NBC kind of wanted some other programming sure. maybe to toss into their college uh, college platform there, and that could include the Big 12 Conference. Um, the Just to kind of give you an idea of what their media rights are going to look like, so they're going to get a billion from Fox, and again, Fox owns a Big Ten network as well, but they want another major network, if it's CBS, NBC, ESPN, ABC, and then they want a, a streaming platform. And now... That could be Apple TV Plus. That could be Netflix, which I don't ever see Netflix getting in the sports game. Um, 
Though I think it'd be brilliant if they did. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't already. Amazon Prime is going all in in the NFL, so maybe they're saying we're NFL right now. We're not too worried about anything else. But I would add, I wouldn't put it beyond, say, a CBS to do this and say, oh, no, 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 our stream, our Paramount Plus will be your streaming platform. Because I, I just – I think that's got – Fox doesn't really invest – on the streaming side right now. I mean, I was just pulling up foxsports.com and there is nothing near as official or as diverse as what you have on ESPN Plus or that you have on Paramount Plus or that you have on uh, Peacock right now. It is very, very limited. Right. I mean, in fact, they don't even have archives. I was trying to find Kevin Warren. It's not even archived anywhere on there. Yeah. So which, Fox, yeah, Fox Sports hasn't really invested on an app or anything of that nature yet. So I, it it might be interesting. Now, he, here's a question: Do you have to be on ESPN if you're the Big Ten? In other words, there's always that no. theory that you know you worry about the coverage and things of that nature. I don't think you do. You don't have to be on anywhere, yeah. Plank, outside of what does the final dollar figure look <laughs> right. like from wherever the heck we're on. Right. So you would take you would take well, and then here's the other thing. Don't you want to be on ESPN for your basketball though? I don't think it matters. Fox Fox College basketball is pretty good. Okay. Pretty good revenue. So you'll still get Fox Sports 1. And Fox, which will have the major NBA games, but I'll put it to you like this. Go ahead. When Ohio State's in the top ten in basketball and they're traveling to Michigan or mm-hmm. Purdue or Iowa or whoever, and it's a top ten showdown, it doesn't matter what station that's on. Just just tell me what time the game is and people are gonna tune in. Okay. I think. And oh by the way, uh you can send the check to XYZ. <laughs> All right, quick break. We'll wrap up hour number two with your Air Comfort Solutions text next right here on The Ref. Yeah, I, that's all I listen to. You know it's a good one? All the Ronnie Block Party conversations. Oh, baby. Yeah, that is good. Get out of here, Ronnie. No, he only invites all the female interns. I know. <laughs> I know. They, they just destroy him over that. Our whole commercial break is either spent uh, with my concerns about the future of Good Morning Football with its new cast or – uh, de- talking about the best Howard Stern bits. Yeah, you guys d- just think we're preparing a sports show. Direct messages, hey, they're they're totally open to you if you would like to begin a Howard Stern show discourse with me. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Uh, we have SE, big 10 media days going, place, going on as the show takes place. Here is something that was interesting about the number, the playoff number. I've been pretty happy with the conversations around 12, right? I, I would be happy with four. One new wrinkle that came up, according to Pete Thamel, when Big Ten ADs met this week about the playoffs is increased conversation about a 16-team playoff. Yeah, I mean, that number just – it just makes sense, right? Four, eight, 16. The, I, I get it. No buys. Under, under the 12 format, you do reward – the top four with the buys, but I don't know. I mean, it just it's so easy to just do 16, and you get more people involved, more cash. Mm. OSU AD Gene Smith to ESPN, quote, 16 just seems to be out there. You can't ignore it. At SEC Media Days, Greg Sankey acknowledged to ESPN that there is increased chatter about the potential of going to 16. Okay. There would be no way that Notre Dame would ever join a conference in a 16-team playoff. No, no. If they get 
a good deal from NBC and that happens with the playoff, right. then no. And, and that's good news, by the way, as I've mentioned a couple of times here with you. That's great news for the Big 12 Conference. It's good news for the remaining members of the Pac-12 that, okay, you're at least going to have a side door to get into the college football playoff. It's not totally barred. The uh, exits aren't locked up on you. You can you can get in to the college football playoff. You're not going to make the same cash mm-hmm. that Big Ten and SEC schools are going to make, but you're not – you're not left out of the NFL playoffs here, right? Right. It's not the NFC, AFC, and you have no path toward the Lombardi Trophy. There is an avenue for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if Notre Dame jumps on that flight and heads on over to Indianapolis, and now all of a sudden they're taking part in Big Ten media days, I think that you do start inching a little bit closer toward NFC, AFC, and then you got the leftovers that aren't getting into that potential future of what a college football playoff could look like. But this sounds like positive news on that front that maybe we're just going to eventually get to, yes, some form of expansion and everybody's included. Your boy's talking right now. Boy, they're not messing around a Big Ten media day, man. They go quick. They have like 15 minutes. They've already had Scott Frost talk. They've already had – um Kirk. Row the boat, row the boat. Oh, P.J. Fleck? P.J. Fleck, and now Kirk Ferentz is talking as we speak. Gosh. How do you feel about P.J. Fleck? I think he's a phony. He's a big, fat phony! Well, that's no. a compliment, according to Seinfeld. <laughs> I know, right? That Michael Jordan, he's so phony. The We'll have to get my partner on ESPNU Radio, Bobby Carpenter, on to give his take on P.J. Fleck. I, I mean, in all seriousness, I kind of like him. I mean, it's... Oh my! Nothing wrong with a phony that yeah, wins. You know, he, he kind of gets some good headlines, and you go from there. But man, there's some people that just do not like them. Some PJ Fleck. All right, top five stories of the day presented by Newcastle Casino. Coming up next on the Home of Sooner Fans.